Hello, I'm Nicola and welcome to Pause and Play It Forward. And my name's Rosie. Welcome to our podcast about music. How it makes us feel and the memories that it reminds us of. So in this episode, first we're going to start with Music Club, where we each recommend an album to each other and then give feedback on it in the following episode. It's kind of like Book Club, but with albums. So for this week's Music Club, we have recommended Sound the Alarm by Booker T and We Will Always Love You by The Avalanches. Plus... By the end of this podcast, we will have also come up with our top five songs that have a sporting connection. So if you fancy joining us as we chat about music, or even joining in with the chat about music on our socials, then we'd love it if you get in touch or keep listening or both. So Nicola, Music Club. Yes. How did you find it this week? Oh, Rosie, I've got so much to say about this week's music club. <laughs> and so, Rosie, you had recommended to me We Will Always Love You by the Avalanches. And I did read about it on its release last year, but it was one of those albums which I just haven't had the opportunity to delve into yet. Yep, that just happens, doesn't it, when you're a busy working mum? It, it, it's true that you, know, you stick it on the list and you think I'm definitely going to listen to that I've realized also having having given it a really good listen uh, based on your recommendation that it is one of their albums I can't actually listen to at night oh really why is that does that make any sense at all because no, what is a bit spooky it's a bit spooky I'm often up in the up in the loft working at uh, a little you know after hours and stuff and I did I did listen to this during the day and I remember thinking I don't think I could listen to this at night because I found it, I mean, I've got so many good things to say about it, but I did find it, it's really atmospheric and it's a little spooky. Um, That is so funny because I don't get that at all. That is so funny. No, but do you know, do you know what that might be is I think you can hear the attention to the placing of every single second and I wonder if it's that feel that you get from it you know it's like you can hear that every single moment has been thought about and, and, and I'm sure that when you're making a, a a record that isn't just full of samples you also do that but it just it feels like it's at another level do you know what I mean it so does and I'm so pleased you recommended this album to me because I don't know loads about the avalanches I I do know since I left you and actually uh, that album is 20 oh, years old don't. Um, and it's been re-released I know it's just terrifying so it's been re-released with 15 remixes no no less but having listened to be what always love you I've got such a greater appreciation for you because this is such a sample it's so sampledelic if that's a word <laughs> it is now <laughs> it's a great word um it's packed full of samples and again going back to the sort of spooky feel of it I think you you nailed it there and it's so it's there's so much to it and it's got loads of different sounds it's got loads of different voices and every time I listen to it I mean there's 25 songs so you do need to give it a good old listen but every time I listen to it there's something I hear something different I found I mean one of the things I loved about it is collaboration tastic if that's a word it's absolutely full of them which is great it is it is do you know what I feel about it is that it's right I can't I can't write music I'm not a musician I do have an appreciation of music but I can't work out how you would go about writing a song right and I'm fine with that obviously (laughs) Um, but this 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 feels like a compilation CD with a running theme to it. Yes. You know, so so you know quite often you get an album and you're like, yep, well that didn't sound that dissimilar to the last song and the next one didn't sound dissimilar to the first one, you know, like yeah. that. But this one I think 
they've managed to make each song sound very different very different it's so 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 true and actually sort of going back to what I was saying about the creepy feel of it I wonder if that's a bit of a dramatic word because <laughs> actually the the way that it made me feel as as dr- dramatic as this sounds it actually made the hairs on the, the back of my neck stand up sometimes Ooh. because um there are so many different elements and facets to it so for example it kicks off with ghost story mm. as the opener and I think this is what I was saying you know listening to it late at night I was a bit like oh hang on a minute <laughs> I just realized that everyone else in the house is completely asleep <laughs> I need to put all the lights on <laughs> yeah put that, put another desk lamp on um, you know I just sort of realized that everyone on the whole street was asleep and it was just me up um, and it's called ghost story and it's got this um as I'm sure you know it's got like a phone record it's got like a voice uh, answering machine recording and mm. it, it makes you there's it makes you believe that it's someone who's passed away like it sounds like there's a message that's been left by someone from the other side if that makes sense mm. and I was just like this is so great but I, I couldn't help myself you know that I love a bit of research Rosie and I had to I had to find out it's actually um the lead singer of Super Organism and it's a phone recording when when she was about 14 and it's a really embarrassing message that she left on her boyfriend's answering machine asking him not to break up with her and then she said that the avalanches could use it if they wanted and they did so actually that what they loved about it is it does sound like someone from who's passed on Mm. and it's got that kind of creepy element you know obviously the the title of the song is ghost story but that's why I think they're so clever because you know they just build up an atmosphere right if there was an answering message that I was really really um, embarrassed by from when I was 14 that just wouldn't still exist do you know what I mean? No, I know. And I, I must admit, I thought that actually. I thought, hmm, I don't know if I would have, would have kept it. But I, I love the way that they've taken that and sort of turned it into a completely different thing. And like I said, given there's 25 songs, you know, you've got to really, you could really think, oh, a bit overwhelmed by this. But actually, I was just like, loved it. It's, it's funny, isn't it? I know when I saw that they were, it was 25 yeah, tracks. I was like, whoa! But then you realise that actually, it's 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 only just over an hour long. Actually, yeah, so that's actually right. Long. And some of them are not that long. You know, some of them are uh, not yeah. not full tracks essentially. But I also um, was really interested about the guests. Like we talked, we, you know, you know, we've said that you mm. and I we do like collaborations. We've talked about yep. uh, Mr. Jukes and stuff before. But I thought this was really interesting because you had just so many different ones. So you had Mick Jones from The Clash. I'm such a massive Clash, The Clash fan. So, um, and then you had like Leon Bridges. You had Tricky. Mm. You've got Queen of Cool, Nana Cherry. We've talked about our devotion mm. for her before. You've got mm. Karen O from Yeah Yeah Yes. You know, you've just got this um, such a broad range of of, of co- collab collaborators or guests and I love that because you know what it makes me think oh how lovely they're all just mates like hanging yeah, out yeah it's funny isn't it <laughs> yeah, like, oh how nice you know even though some of it's probably done in like different studios across the world you're like oh yeah they're all just having a bit of a beer together you know fit, uh, recording and yeah. this gives you that sense of like oh it's you know the, the avalanches are so cool they just know everybody so yeah love yeah, love them <laughs> I love that yeah. aspect of it which one which one do you think is your favorite I've got a couple actually so uh, I couldn't help but giggle a bit childishly when I listened to Born to Lose my first thought was that sounds like the line of duty music it was, oh, really <laughs> <laughs> there's quite a similarity and I'm, I'm um, but then I love it because it's because it has got the sample of bad bad news by Leon Bridges which is a track that I love anyway so I sort of it was a continuous to me it's like a continuation of that so I loved that um I also really liked the divine chords I really like that um, one yeah yeah I love that and I realize it's because um it sounds like so it's got um the collaborators at MGMT, Johnny Marr, and it does sound a little bit like Electric Feel by MGMT, which is one of my all-time favourite tracks. Ah, uh, so that's really interesting because 
Because I think that that song is the one that sounds most like I expect the avalanches to sound. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Absolutely. And you know, also when I listened to the Divine Chords, it, the, one of the first things that came to mind was... Um, how to explain it like 1960s girl groups and I'm such a like love that love like that era and then when I couldn't help myself go on to who sampled I had to just see <laughs> you know I had to just because you know when you can just you can almost lose yourself yeah you can fall down a music rabbit hole yeah. and then you realize you haven't done any work and you're just yeah. you know you're looking up random samples but um it's a sample of the Shirelles um and then my last one that I love was Overcome um and do you know what this I thought of you Rosie I was like I've got to ring you and tell you this but no I'm going to save it for the podcast so when you listen to that <laughs> to me that's a real dancey track it's like pure dancing on a beach hands in the air you know stuff that I've not done for about 10 years it feels like being a mum but pure dancing on a beach like really dancing and then there's a little bit towards the end where it says this is for the champagne crew <laughs> and I was working like really like really busy and then my head literally shot up and I was like oh my god that's so garage it's like this is for the raving you know like, this is for the raving crew <laughs> and I was like this is this song speaks to me um I want to be on a beach I want to be dancing you know again it's just we always say we always talk about music makes you feel stuff and I thought that's so great you know I'm, one minute I'm creeped out by ghost story then I'm in the 1960s and now I'm I'm on a beach in my head you know having a having a dance so really great yeah so it's it's really funny because this uh, this album has been a regular of mine since December. I've listened to it um, a lot. I'd say it's pro- probably one of the most listened to in the last six months. You know, you know, you know how that happens. Is albums just they rise their way to the top, and then you listen and listen, and then you think no, and, and something else replaces them or whatever. And um, yeah, I started off. I think I started off liking until daylight comes first but then I am a massive tricky fan <laughs> so uh so like gravitated towards that yes um, and then I think I moved on to reflecting light like that's the other thing about me is everything hangs on my favorite about something so right. I can't I can't I can't ever uh, like say so we go out for a meal and I have to say what my favorite dish was yeah. Do you, you know like and then and that's 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 the hook that I remember it on. I have to talk about my favourite dish, and then in six months' time, when Lee says, "Oh, do you remember when we went to such and such for a meal?" I'm like, "Yes," and I really liked the, you know, right. So it's just how my how my memory works. And so, so what has happened to me over the last six months? And this doesn't happen a lot, and it and it hasn't happened with the album I'm going to talk about later, like that we I want to do for the next episode. Is that is that sometimes I have a song and it just is the one that I go back to and back to and back to on an album sometimes an album like this and I have to say the Everything Changes album by Take That also did this to me is that you listen you listen a few times and you go oh, I love that song and then you listen again and you think oh I think I prefer that one now actually and then you listen again and you're like oh no that might be it might be that one that I like and and that's what this album has done to me is I yeah 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 so I would say Rosie in summary we will always love you the album cover does creep me out a bit makes me think of ghosty things um uh but I I thought it was fantastic and uh I'm so again so pleased that you introduced it to me it's really really good I really loved it and there's double thumbs up from me on Booker T Jones as well oh my god (laughs) okay so uh 
one of the songs has already made it into my daily musical lexicon. Right. Whoa, really? I know, I know. So <laughs> me and the kids do a lot of singing to get, you know, we'd sing different things. And um, and I, I was getting them to bed the other night and I just burst into um, Watch You Sleeping by by uh, Corey Withers. And and do you know what, right? So also the other thing about it is I've been, I've been listening to the lyrics. I didn't look at them actually, funnily enough, but I've been listening to them. And I think they are actually about watching a child sleep because they say about a baby face and oh, stuff, yeah, right? Yeah. Because because there've been a few uh, interesting moments in our life where I I have sung a song to my children <laughs> talking about how much I love them and then it turns into not as nice lyrics as the like so and in, in, a, a good example would be I used to sing I, I'm uh, the I'm so in love with you I'll be forever true <laughs> then you go but you give me no reason <laughs> why you make me and it's like ah, that you give me no that you give me no that you give me no and like mm, I don't know if I, I this isn't this isn't the sentiment I was going for yeah. when I started singing this song. <laughs> so you just kind of like uh, fade out don't you yeah. <laughs> anyway guys come in let's yeah. go to bed <laughs> but with this one it's just like I love to watch you sleep in and and the, the song is beautiful and the lyrics from what I can make out seem to be beautiful I should have really read them actually but I didn't I'm I've been I've, I've just been listening so it's, it's not only it's it's entered my daily life and I absolutely loved the whole album funnily enough it was a bit of a journey because some of them are I was a bit like oh uh yeah I I don't I think I'll skip over this one when I listen to it again but then but then listened to it again and didn't skip and you know do you know what I mean so it like yeah I do I do Rosie because I realized with this album um I, all of the things that you said completely agree I love watching you sleeping I think it's such a beautiful track it sort of gets you right in the feels if that's the right way to say it. and Corey Withers has got a lovely voice and then the two of them uh, so Corey Withers being Bill Withers daughter as I know you, you know and um, so Corey Withers and um, Booker T. Jones's voice together they're so you know his is just that lovely like deep velvety kind of and then hers is so gentle and lovely it's still strong but so gentle and then the two of them together is just but what, what you're saying I also think it's a journey because what I tend to I feel a bit ashamed to say this I listen right from the start so if you've got it in the track order I tend to I don't I don't think I've listened to the two I tend to stop at what she's sleeping I don't tend to listen to the last two and I don't really know why I feel like I need to I need to do that yeah and it's um it's quite uh it's quite gospely as well isn't it that when with Austin City Blues I expected a preacher to start hallelujahing you know it was it was quite quite but I, I mean I love a bit of that I mean you're a massive fan of Beyonce as we all are and uh, and her roots are gospel aren't they so yeah absolutely you know. that lovely soulful uplifting yeah um you know you just listen to it and you feel really you do it's, it's bit easy but you feel uplifted it's a really nice feeling have you ever listened to Aretha Franklin's album Amazing Grace yes oh. yeah it's a bit like that isn't it, it you know it the... is it is yeah it is it is a similar experience actually I love Gently by Anthony Hamilton because mm. I'm so I've, Anthony Hamilton's voice oh my oh, goodness it's just yeah, gorgeous beautiful. and I've, I've listened to quite a bit of other stuff since of his and like that but that's a really lovely song it's almost a bit like a lullaby but not quite but then you've got the um uh, yeah, the, the variety of this album is quite astounding, I think. You know, yeah, it's just it is. such a... Uh, it, and it was completely unexpected when 
when I heard about this album, actually, there was a bit of a story behind this. It was gifted to my husband, so it's not mine. It sort of became my my present after a while. <laughs> yeah, it, was gifted to my, <laughs> it was gifted to my husband, Alex, by um, a relative. And they um, had said, oh, I, don't, I, want, I want to buy, you know, Alex Summit. But they went to an independent record store and said, I want to buy Alex Summit. But, you know, oh, I just wouldn't even know where to start. And the person behind the counter literally just said i this have listened to this it's amazing i think they'd like this and it was one of those it was a recommendation by somebody else and wow. um, yeah it was actually yeah it was alex's mum actually i now remember it's alex's mum she's so great like that and just said i want to get alex a music i don't normally buy music can you recommend something and this person where she lives locally just said yeah, I think I think it'll be this. I think they'll really like it. So um, one of the one of the many reasons why independent music shops are so important, like independent bookshops as well. Absolutely, because of the knowledge. You know, it's just you can't beat that love of music. You know, someone who no. really want, really passionately believes in stuff. And it's a bit like with you and I. You know, we've said with our music club, we get a bit mm. nervous in and and in anticipation of the other person listening to it because we're like, this feels quite personal to recommend something to somebody else. When when you said about this, I was like, oh yeah, green onions, I know Booker T. But then but then uh, realised that I did know that you he's written quite a few songs hasn't he but and not necessarily had a lot of hits himself but he's been he's one of those people that's been on the music scene for you know uh how old is he 70 something isn't he so he's been on the music scene for 50 years so we've 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 all grown up with his music actually or him him being there yeah Rosie I'm really glad that you like it sounds like you liked it so here's here's a mark of how much I loved it Nicola I've given it to my dad to listen to oh god that's a big deal big deal <laughs> it's a really big deal. big deal yeah that makes me feel proud because if it went to your dad then that that's a good that's a, that's a good sign well it just means yeah it's, it's a quality indicator when i send it to my dad but i'm really interested to know what you're going to recommend this time so Rosie, my recommendation for next time is uh, Women in Music Part 3 by Haim uh, 2020. So I feel a bit proud because, again, it's not something from 1992. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I will. I will. I, that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> anyway, yours? brilliant. I cannot wait to listen to that. So um, I've got a bit of a story linked to mine. Uh, when I story. was yeah, when I was younger, <laughs> I had a Walkman, or not a Walkman, obviously, because we didn't have those kinds of things. I would have had the hour version of a Walkman, and it was red. <laughs> and um, I uh, went on holiday and only took one cassette tape with me. Right, completely <sighs> forgot. Just took the one that was in it, and it was Aran Juice Jones Juice. I don't know if you remember Aran <sighs> Juice Jones. He did a song called The Rain. Um, you no, know, right. I, I think we should, we should listen to it in the future. Right. So anyway, I was like, do you know what? I have not listened to that for such a long time. And I remember loads of the songs. Anyway, I listened to it at the weekend and none of the songs are what I remember them being. The songs have been rosied. Right. So, so, so. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, because you know what? On an, in an album that you've listened to loads and loads and loads, you know what's coming next. And yes. so I, I would be like a bit disappointed with the song that I just heard because it wasn't quite what I remembered it being like. <laughs> and then, and then I'd be like, oh yeah, the next one starts, dun, 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 you know, like that. And then it would start not like that, but it was the same song. And it was like, oh, hang on a moment, that's not right. So, 
Right, I might suggest it in the future when I've come to terms with the fact that what I remember it being like and what it's actually like is completely different because it's got an amazing, um, like, speaky bit at the end of Rain. But, I, but, but no, that isn't the one I want to suggest. So the one I'm going to actually ask you to listen to is one that I reckon is probably up there in your top 10 of favourite albums that you've ever listened to, right? And I might be completely wrong and completely off the mark with this, but I really want us to discuss the miseducation of Lauren Hill. Oh my God. I, oh, this album, this album, it, it, oh, I absolutely love this album and I, uh, Oh, I can't even begin to. It's because X Factor is one of my favourite songs. Oh my god, of all time. me too, me too. So, I would say top top five, top five songs. It, it, yeah, it, is it just, might oh, be top it, three, might oh, be top three, oh, but yeah. definitely top five. I really hesitated because I feel a bit right. Like this is the Pride and Prejudice of albums. You know, like if it was, if this was a, exactly if this <laughs> if this was a book club, this would be maybe like oh, like Bridget Jones's diary or something like that, you know? It's yeah. something that we've all read and it's close to all of our hearts. And I was like, no, don't choose this. You've you know, come on, Rose, buck up. You've listened to <laughs> loads of albums in your life. But actually it's I keep I keep wanting to suggest it. So I thought, right, let me get it out of my system. Right. And then yeah. and then we can move on after it's oh, out it's, of my system. There's part of me that's excited to listen to around Juice Jones because now oh, I've got yeah. that song in my head. But no, I'm 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 <laughs> I'm well happy with Miss Education and Lauren Hill. I think I think around Juice Jones will pop up again, if I'm being honest. But it just felt like I do need to still come to terms with the fact that it sounds very different to <laughs> what my memory is. I need to get over it. I need some time. I need to get over it. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, yeah, I think it's too soon, Rosie. It's too soon. <laughs> don't, don't put it in for this week. <laughs> I don't want to put you through it. Uh, that is such an excellent choice. I'm really excited. Real. So we've got Women in Music Part 3 by Haim yeah. and we've got from 2020 and we've got Miss Education of Lauren Hill from 1998. Yeah. How exciting. Smashing. Let's move on to our top five. This was your idea to do this because you're more of a sport fan than me, aren't you? I am. And then I was a bit nervous about suggesting it because I thought... We love this segment, our top five. But I thought it was a good one to suggest because, I mean, Rosie, at the time of recording, it's the 2020 UEFA uh, Football Championships. It's very exciting. And so we thought that we would go with the moment and um, have a think about our, our, our favourite sports-related songs, which don't have to be football-related, by the way. And so I um, can't wait to hear. This hasn't made it to my top five, but I remembered... I know the John Barnes rap off by heart. John Barnes rap is in my top five. I know. I, yes, it is. I know. I know it too. I know it too. Go into my top five in a second. But the John Barnes rap is just iconic because that's what everyone remembers, don't they? That's yeah, what they know. Yeah, and he's just, yeah. oh, and he just looks so lovely in the video. And then you've got yeah. um, Lily Allen's dad in the background, like knocking about, and it's yeah. just it's iconic. It's a it's a piece of football iconic piece of football culture and apparently he made it up on the spur of the moment at the time it wasn't like a planned 
a planned rap that was written for him. It did. And then Rosie, it's the research klaxon. Uh, so yeah, I, did, yeah. I did a little look into this. And <laughs> I'm not surprised. I have to say, I'm not surprised. He did. It was improvised. You're quite right. It was improvised. And he put it on a scrap, like he sort of wrote it, he put it on a scrap of paper. And um, he was selected to perform the rap. It was like after a contest with other players. So it could have been Peter Beardsley, Gazelle, Chris Waddle, but it was John Barnes that was selected. And I mean, good thank goodness because oh. you know our lives would, ne- would yeah. never have been the same if not but yeah he, <laughs> right. he put it he pens it on a, on a scrap of paper and there and the rest as they say it's history so yeah I it's just amazing I love that well what's your top five I'm so interested to know I've got to say every single song apart from one has a connection to my dad oh oh that's lovely yeah so yeah and I'm gonna start with the one that has absolutely nothing to do with football but 100% if you're a Bristol Rovers fan, you do know that it has something to do with <laughs> football uh, because it's put, it was it's played at the match every single week. I don't know if it still is because I haven't been for years, but it, um, my dad has been a, a Bristol Rovers supporter much to his <laughs> sadness <laughs> um, since uh, I think he went to his first match in about 1958. So, oh, um, so yeah, and so every week... We went to watch football. I, my brother had the season ticket and my dad had the season ticket. I didn't. Um, I was only allowed to go when my brother couldn't go, which was fine by me because, you know, I was I was not really, I wasn't very old. And, you know, and it, I, I used to like watching black and white films on tv with my mom instead you know you know yeah. like so it was it wasn't but it was but it was always quite exciting to go to watch bristol rovers play football and um yeah and you go and run away by del shannon was always played um at the end of the match so oh that is brilliant that is i love that that, that had to be on there of course had to be on definitely. there that had is to be great on there, but doesn't have Excellent. a sporting connection to anyone other than bristol rovers fans and there aren't that many of us <laughs> <laughs> but it's still a connection it is oh, sorry, but, sorry it's top five is yeah. very uh, you know it's made the top five that's definitely. right what's what's yours so mine is oh it's booker t again actually booker oh. t and the mgs it's soul limbo which yes. is basically the cricket song yeah. I'm sure that's not yeah. the way you say it. Yeah. So even though it's not that song, it's from, you know, it's not wasn't intended for that, it later became the theme tune for cricket and like test match. But this also got a really happy memory attached to this because we saw my husband and I saw Booker T and the MGs, I believe, or um, Booker T at Best of All a long time ago, like six or seven years ago and when they when the bands played this there was just a load of like smashed people in the crowd so like two o'clock in the afternoon you know just everyone's having a great time they just started doing the conga and it turned into a mass conga and I just thought in my head I thought this is really fun but I'm pretty sure Booker T probably wasn't the reaction he probably wanted to this song you know everyone's just doing the conga around around the field but it was such a great a great memory so I've always associated that song with cricket and doing the conga at the festival so that's my number five that's really interesting because of course for us it's not just a song that it's it's got 
loads and loads of additional uh, like heritage, hasn't it, in it the has. UK? Because, yeah, yeah. So, so it must be really. I bet you that it, that isn't usually on his set, but when he comes to the UK, I bet it is on his set because he knows that everyone goes mad for it. It's so true. And like, everyone, can you can imagine, like, in a really kind of British way, everyone was going like, da 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 You know that kind I of thought, stuff. I thought you were going to say that, that all these men in their bucket hats started doing that dance. You know the dance where you put your you put your arms up like they're in an L and you do and you like move from side to side, almost like you're like a gingerbread man, like yeah. moving from side to da 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 like dancing like that in an oasis yeah. kind of style. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. I, it was, you know, I, it, that is what it was like. You know, you imagine when everyone's sort of mucking about, but not in a disrespectful way. Everyone, it was like, an, it was the only way that perhaps they could show their appreciation for such a great track. It was to sort of, you know, re, to demonstrate how we've basically taken that and made it part of our culture, our sport, you know, our sporting sort of culture. So can it was I, a great memory. Can I just say that you have managed to get two sports in with that song as well. Limbo dancing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and the cricket. So well done. <laughs> it was unintentional, but I'll take it. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. Okay, so, what's so your? Is it I'm your number go, four or your number two? I'm gonna go great? for my number four. Right. Yeah, okay. I'm gonna go for my number four mainly because I haven't actually decided what my favourite one is yet. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna do it on the fly because I don't <laughs> quite. Um, so, but I think my next one is this is the only one that my that isn't a memory of my dad, right? Which is Simon and Garfunkel, the boxer. Do you know the song? Oh no, I don't. Oh, I, you, you will you will know it because it's just so famous but it's beautiful so what's your what's your so my number, my number four is Ness and Dorma by Pavarotti oh um, I love that song yeah I do and I realise again it, there is a football connection because it was um, it was out it was used um, in the 1990 World Cup Italia 90 it was yeah this song in itself is just a really gorgeous track but there's something about pairing it with um, the coverage at the time with the Italia 90 which was which was a good one that I just feel like is really is such a good um part kind of partnership as such it's just a really emotional song it's just a lovely song I think that's our first classical um oh conclusion. I think it is yeah uh, but it was a, it had to yeah that had to go on my list it's really funny isn't it how that got completely embraced like even now we still uh, you still hear Ness and Dorma being sung on the terraces Okay, so my next one is from a soundtrack, and I think it's one of my favourite soundtracks of all time. And this is actually my least favourite song on the soundtrack, oh. but it's my dad's favourite song, right? And it's So You Want to Be a Boxer from Bugsy Malone. I can't believe I've got two ah, boxing references in. That's a brilliant one. I love every single song in the Bugsy Malone soundtrack. This... This one is still like brilliant, but it's just my least favourite. And I think actually it's it's less because of the song, which is good. It's got um the timpan, the drum beat, or you know the, the the rhythm is done by like the the knockout bells and the and the bag, uh, the punch bags and stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah, like the, the where the drums should be is done by um, like, a, like, like being a punched and punched. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> it's just it's just really good, really it's really so good. Clever. Oh, I love that. Is a brilliant, brilliant inclusion. That's excellent. okay. What's what's your number three? So my number three is Snooker Loopy by the Match. <laughs> 
<laughs> Class, classy as always. The Stukalupi by the match. It's the match from Bob of Chaz and Dave, and I yeah. am such a Chaz and Dave fan. Just yeah. love them, love them. But even talking about this song makes me laugh because um, it was from. Well, I don't know if you remember it. If you, do you remember it? And do you remember the video? Because it featured loads of snooker players from the, the time. If you do one, if you Google one thing, Rosie, today, it has to be snooker loopy video. Because um, we, I watched a documentary. This is going to sound a bit boring, but it's actually brilliant. I watched a documentary uh, recently on the BBC about snooker. They had, they had, there was two at the same time, but this particular one was so interesting. It really talks about the characters because snooker at the time... It was such a, like a massive sport, and I think it, it. I'm sure it still is for lots of people now. But the, all of the snooker players that feature in the video, like the mat called the Matchroom Mob, just so funny. So you had like Steve Davis and Dennis Taylor, and it's such a funny video. But it, it, and the words make me laugh. So we'll show you what we can do with a load of balls and a snooker cue. I love it for lots of reasons. The song makes me laugh. It makes me think of me and my sisters um, d- dancing to it and singing in it when we we're kids. And then one of my friends, really close friends, I'm going to keep her anonymous. But she told me such a funny story recently is that when they and when she was at school in her sort of PE class or gymnastics class, they had to do a if you could imagine, they had to do a routine to sneak a loopy. Like it, and so what they had to do is when in that bit when it goes, pot the reds then screw back with a yellow, green, brown, blue, pink, and black. You know they, the lyrics much better than me. I know. <laughs> they had to do a roly poly. So like it, it was pot the red, like and if you imagine all the guys like yellow and then like a, a child would do a roly-poly green roly-poly it was like a routine <laughs> and when she told me I was like you've given me such a beautiful memory to go with you know that that song anyway and it makes me laugh and we were laughing about it like you know that is who does that at school like we had to do it to sneaky loopy so and um, snooker loopy had to go in there and as I said if you get a chance to google anything today can you please make it the snooker loopy video because it will give you a giggle I promise so <laughs> Yeah, that's my number three. So what's your number two? My number two is um, Ned Miller's version of From a Jack to a King. Do you know it? It's a country classic. It's like every single reference in it is a card reference to uh, like, and and he's he's referenced his love affair to the uh, playing the card playing cards. So I um yeah, and that's a dad. That's a a, my dad uh, thing. I remember going on holiday once and there being a country singer. You know, like you go to the you go to the social club and you're allowed you're allowed you're allowed a shandy, which is actually a pint of lemonade. (laughs) that like they've put like a syringe full of you know really really <laughs> like um like low alcohol beer in you know like age age seven or eight just like yep get me <laughs> yeah get me uh, oh, up dad i think i'm a bit drunk it's, oh, should, we, should we dance it's nine yeah. o'clock you're like Woo. <laughs> let's dance yeah you know and um yeah so, so anyway i can really remember going on holiday to a chalet somewhere i think it was probably torquay or somewhere like that and um and there were they had a country singer one night and um and uh well and i remember that being on and me and my dad dancing to it and then dad saying to me ask for old shep and i was like all right yeah i'll go and do that and then i was like what's it about he's like it's about a man whose dog dies and i start to cry <laughs> <laughs> and we all have to go home because i'm crying so yeah. much <laughs> but <laughs> that night ended but it was brilliant <laughs> but i still 
have great memories from a Jack to a King. <laughs> that is a brilliant one. And I, I think, or I know I've mentioned in previous episodes that I love country music. Yeah. I do, I'm such a country music fan. So I've got to listen to that while I'll be playing that. You know, you go from Snooker Loopy to um, country in this podcast. What else? What else do you <laughs> Bib, want? Opera. Ex- that's an excellent choice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> a bit of classical. Exactly. That's an excellent choice, Rosie. That's brilliant. Okay. Number two, and I'm, I'm going to have to say next to a football related, I couldn't help myself. Um, number two is Three Lions, Football's Coming Home by Badil and Skinner. And I know it's a bit obvious. I, I get that. I, I accept that. It's a bit obvious. Um, but to me, it's proper goosebump stuff, this song. Yeah, I must admit, bit of a goosebumpy one for me. So it had to go in. A bit of an obvious choice, but I've gone for Three Lions on my shirt. On my chest, rather. <laughs> I was like, what's your number one? My number one song with a sporting connection is The Beach Boys and Surfing USA. <gasps> I knew I'd get Beach Boys in at some point. Brilliant. It's brilliant. Oh, this is, yeah. What can you it say? It could have been a few because they, they've done a few with surfing in, but the Beach Boys, Surfing USA, me and my brother used to get on our dining room table, dining room chairs, and we could stand on them and rock them and pretend we were surfing. So we used to put my dad's Beach Boys records on. <laughs> so they were so loud that we could listen to them in, in the kitchen and then we would rock like we were on, like, you know, like, it down like our yeah, like, like, not, you know, that, like yeah like that surf pose and we yeah. would rock rock and you know what it makes me feel nostalgic in a way that I wasn't around at that time does that make sense you're nostalgic mm. for an era that you weren't actually part of but you wish you were but then as you do that thing sometimes where in your head you you've got this image of what it would be like and then you realize it is like in America you like it wouldn't be like that here anyway yeah. Yeah, I always quite fancy being in Greece, but in actual fact, like, like there are no diners where yeah. you know we couldn't have just gone to the diner. I know, to the diner. There are no driving. Yeah, like driving cinema, American football, and like hanging out on the bleachers, yeah. and you know that that yeah. just wasn't our life. So it's like nostalgic no, for no, like no. for something that wasn't even anything that would have been your life. Anyway. That's right. It would have just been raining, wouldn't it? That's it. Raining. Yeah, it would have yeah, been raining. Done. done. <laughs> and like your school was more like Grange Hill. It's like yeah, nothing yeah, like exactly. You know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> see mine now well we've already talked about it I'm sure it's not a massive reveal because we've already talked about the John Barnes rap but my number one has to be World in Motion by New Order um, with the England football team and it's not I've, I've said this to you before like Rosie you've got a really classy like song and then mine's like World in Motion <laughs> So I knew all done that everyone's heard like 20,000 times. Totally, totally not the case. Totally not the case. All right, first of all, any that you're prepared to drop? I'm definitely prepared to drop Three Lions because um, I've already got, you know, I've already wedged in World Dimension and I, I, <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm happy to let that one go, Rosie. I've crossed it out. It's gone. Right. I'm happy actually to let Runaway go, I think. Oh, I know. Are you sure? Yeah, your I, I know. I really love it, but yeah, it, that's fine. Yeah, okay. Okay. Uh, any that you definitely want to go in there? Definitely. I kind of feel like Snooker Loopy. It's so unique. Like, there's not a sub like it, which maybe for some people say is a good thing. There's yeah. not another sub like it. And I sort of My heart about... sank when you said that. Oh. <laughs> All right, let's put that to one side at the moment. Um, <laughs> what about Soul, Soul Limbo? Because we've kind of nicked it, made it sort of, you know, a dance, mucking about dancey cricket kind of thing. So, yeah, I, I, Soul Limbo would be good. What about you, Rosie? I, I feel like 
I know what you're going to say and I, I already agree with it. <laughs> I think I'd really like the Beach Boys yeah, to go absolutely. in. absolutely. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that and there was no way I was going to argue. So you've got Ness and Dormer, Snooker Loopy and World in Motion. <laughs> I've got From a Jack to a King, The Boxer and So You Want to Be a Boxer. Do you know what? I'm going to get rid of Bugsy Malone because that isn't my favourite song in the album and I would like to include a Bugsy Malone one later on, I reckon. Yeah, save that for another time. Well, well what about the, the Boxer by Simon and Garfunkel? I think I'm airing on the side of the Ned Miller, to be honest. Ah. Uh, not be- Again, not a bit like Bugsy Malone, Simon and Garfunkel's back catalogue, I reckon they might come up again. Do you think there's better? Like the, not better, the, 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 just... The, the, just well, let's, 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 sh- a bit like you did with Snooker Loopy. <laughs> let's just move the boxer to the side. So if I could have Surfing USA by the Beach Boys and From a Jack to a King by Ned Miller, because I think they're both brilliant. I wonder then, I'm happy, I'm happy to, I feel like, you know, Snooker Loopy is a, is a, is unique but it isn't necessarily the best sports song ever made. And I'm happy to get rid of Snooker Loopy. To, to put world so world in motion we've got cricket surfing cards you know the card games sort of our football so then well if we wanted to go for non-football we would choose the boxer but we could also go for our first classical so you know it depends how we want to categorize them <laughs> um oh it's a difficult one well yeah all right then should we go with ness and dorma then let's do it so glad we haven't got snooker loopy in there thank <laughs> god for that yeah anyway Rosie, i don't know if she said but you must google snooker loopy <laughs> i will find a way to get it back in but no well i think that's a fantastic top five I'm, i love it i can't wait to put to put it onto the playlist snooker loopy uh, will have their place on the playlist um <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Rosie. All right. So next week's top five, do you want to introduce this one? Yeah, because I'm actually really looking forward to this. It's going to be songs inspired by the sea. I'm really excited, Rosie, to hear yours. Great. Okay. so, well, thanks for listening. We hope you've enjoyed listening to this as much as we've enjoyed listening to the music, even though I did have to be reminded of snooker flipping loopy this week. (laughs) I will never mention those two words ever again in the same sentence. (laughs) Please do get in touch on our socials or on our website, which is pauseandplayitforward.com if any of the music has also made you feel something that you'd like to share with us. Nicola and I love doing this podcast. We love it when you get in contact and we cannot wait to continue to keep you company. So until then, remember to pause and play it forward. This has been a Prolight Media production. And an extra special thanks to Mr Kirby for all of our visuals. 